Hello, welcome to the Codec Moments podcast with me, your host, Matt Holt, and my partner in crime today, Ali Cornwall. Hello. How's it going? Yeah, good. It's been a while. It hasn't. It's, this is a bit weird because we're actually recording it and not broadcasting it. Yeah. Which the last couple of ones we put out has just been a really lovely conversation between three of us for about 40 minutes that we've not had to edit. At least we won't have Andy's random chat box or whatever you want to call it, his button box just randomly going off. So that, that's a bonus. That's true. There won't be sound effects and strange noises and jingles and random blurts out of column shouting fat man scoop. Yeah, it's, it's just the two of us. And we're really just going to catch you up on the games we've been playing, what's been going on on the website. And what we've particularly enjoyed over the last, I think, probably about five weeks since yep. we put something down. So, shall we just dive straight into it? Tell me, go on, what's the last game you've played? Because I'm going to do them in a random order and we'll jump around all over the place. Okay, so so is this like my last save loaded? or? Oh, <laughs> we've pinched in another format. <laughs> yeah, go on then, tell me. Um, what was yeah. your last save loaded in chronological <laughs> so the one that- order? Literally, just before we started recording, I was playing Conan Exiles on my PC. All right. Interesting. So there's been a pretty big update, and, and they keep adding content to it. I, I got it when it first came out. I think I had it in um, early access, or whatever you want to call it, years ago. Yeah. And then a mate of mine decided that he'd been reading up on it and thought, yeah, do you know what? Let's have another crack at it. Um, another mate of mine for some reason, it's still paid for the hosting of a, our own server. So we don't have to right. play with other people. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's a, there's about six of us on the server and we're just having a good laugh. Uh, they've added a lot of content, a lot of new buildings, things to build. Um, you, If you've got a base, it's over a certain size, you get a purge counter and then every now and again, you'll get a wave of a certain type of enemy, which is random, okay. coming to attack your base and... If you're not there at the time and nothing's protecting your base, it will destroy your base. Right, so there's a bit of risk there. Yeah, and the, the, the way the server's set up, and this, we've left this as default, is that it can attack anywhere between 6 o'clock at night and 10 o'clock at night, as long as there's two people on the server. Okay. And it lasts half an hour. So do you get a, a call saying, we're being attacked, jump in and help, or does it just do what it's going to do? No, no, so it, it comes up and you get a 10-minute warning before it starts. Yeah. So, and then, yeah, my mates might text me and say, get on, especially if it's humans that are attacking because they are vicious. Yeah. They're, they're not as dumb as like sometimes you get imps and they're quite easy to take down and whatnot. So they, and, and depending on where you are on the map, depends on the enemies as well and how hard they are. Mm-hmm. So yeah, just been on that crafting, gathering, building, uh, and it's just, just good fun. It's just a nice little social game to play. Yeah, yeah. I enjoyed it. Uh, I think I played it back on PS4 when it came to that. Mm. And it was surprisingly entertaining. Uh, the issue was, like you say, playing with randoms. Uh, yes. At the time I was playing, yeah. I didn't have any friends who had it. So uh, that was before it hit PS Plus. So yeah. it was a bit of a it was a bit of a tough one to really enjoy and get into with others because there was always some idiot who was determined to make your life hell. But actually the whole setup of it and the way it worked was surprisingly fun. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It'd be interesting to see if you could join our private server from your PS4. That'd be interesting. Oh, is it cross-play compatible? Don't know. Don't I haven't know. heard anything, but it doesn't look. mean it isn't, because they've been doing all sorts with it over the 
over the yeah. last couple of years, haven't they? Yeah, yeah. And it has been, it must be two years since it I is, yeah, because they've got like a season or year two content or however they're, they're saying it. And it is pretty cheap. Each pack's five pounds or something like that That's if you want to. But other people can. So the nice thing is with the DLC, you might not be able to craft it, but other people can craft it for you. Uh, okay, so you can still own the items. Yes, yeah. So we've kind of shared it, and some people have just gone and bought it all, but it is what it is. But yeah, it's it's nice, and just learning different kind of ways to cook different food, and yeah, it's just, just fun. Oh, cool. Time sync cool. game. It is, it is, and I remember that. Speaking of time sinks. Yep. Two Point Hospital. Ah, yeah. I've been playing that tonight before we've come to record, and probably only two hours into it, and just remember why I love theme hospital so much yep. and also thinking about how much i love the control optimization some 20 odd years later yeah, yeah. it's definitely much easier to play but it's a lot of fun i picked it up when it first came out on pc which is about a year ago mm, something like that say, yeah. something like that it is on game pass and i've not picked it up i've not downloaded it yet off onto my xbox but it is a really really fun game how are you finding it at the minute you you just like a duck to water with it Sort of, I think, because I had enough grounding in how to manage, well, I would say manage a hospital, but actually just in how to deal with a management sim, because I've played enough over the years, that I kind of knew what I was looking at. So it's really just learning the controls and the intricacies of what you need to look for and deal with. Yep. So I've kind of got through the first two hospitals quite quickly. But I like the fact that, you can do the hospital, move on to another one, open up more stuff, then move back and continue playing uh, yeah. with a view of getting that, what is it, three-star rating in the yes. beginning. Yeah. Um, so it was fairly easy to get the three stars on the first hospital, but you can move on after one. I just decided not to. I decided to sit back and, and just keep on playing it and to keep on going, then moving to the next one and just doing that. So I'd just done the two stars on the second hospital i think i was about to go to the third and so no i'm finding it really nice at the moment but there's some lovely touches because obviously it isn't theme hospital it can't be for probably copyright reasons mm-hmm. but it, it it is isn't it yeah it is yeah. that and yeah. but i love the way it doesn't take itself seriously so no. you're not trying to cure the coronavirus and different things like that it's kind of like panhead and people are walking around with pans on their heads and you know yep. people have got um is it? I can't remember the laughing one, but they're dressed up as clowns, and you know, it's just silly things like that, which is yeah. nice. It's the mock star syndrome where it's just um, hordes of Freddie Mercury's yes. walking through the doors. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it's brilliant. It's it's really well written, really well thought out, and at the moment, it's playing very smoothly on console. My only complaint would be, I think I managed to have about three or four things hit at once. And by that, I mean notifications, completing objectives, something coming on as an alert, and it kind of ground everything to a halt and it just stopped. Oh, okay. And I thought, is this crashing? But I kind of just left it and then it came back again. But it did take a good minute or two before anything started happening. Right. Other than that, no. Great, great little game. And I can see I'm going to be spending hours sinking, you know, tons of cash and resources into building a massive hospital yeah yeah and it just gets more and more wacky as you go through it and it's also actually the build to you um creating your own medical empire 
it isn't just a build a hospital and hit a scenario, is it? You just keep on going and going and going with the purpose of actually being the number one almost conglomerate in the world, which I think is a nice impetus to keep you playing on it as well. Yeah, yeah. And has it got the multiplayer side of it as well, where you can rank yourselves against other people if you've secured the most viruses and stuff? I know that's on the PC. I haven't noticed. Unless it's because other people haven't played it yet on PS4 and your friends list. Possibly. Um, Because all I've done is just hit start game. I haven't looked into anything else. So I may have missed anything like that. Or then again, it might not be there. Yeah. There is a a possibility it isn't. Yeah. But yeah, two-point hospital. Really not surprised that I'm enjoying it. But it's great. And it's on everything now, isn't it? Switch, PC, Xbox, and PS4. Yeah. Yeah, it's hit everywhere. Except the Stadia. I haven't seen it announced for that yet. Moving swiftly on. No said. <laughs> Go on, hit me. What's your next one? Um, so my next one is PS4 title, Matt. You'd be proud oh, of me. You, oh my God. I know, right? Did, how much dust did you have to scrape off that to get it working? I know. I picked up Days Gone. It was on sale for £20. Oh, bargain for that. I think. I didn't get the, I didn't get the, like, the Ultimate Edition or anything no. like that. But I had my, I've had my eye on it since it was released. But it was just one of those games where... At the time, I had a lot of things to play. I think it was it came out silly-ish season, especially it when was, you're getting review codes. and It was an end-of-May job, I think. I've got a yeah. feeling it was the week after Rage 2 or the week before. Right. I'm sure it was close because I ended up starting it and then putting it down to play something like that. I remember it just an episode going. around that time where you said, it's good, but I've had to put it down. And I heard yeah. there was a little bit of jank in it. But anyway, £20, and I thought, yes, that's it. I'm I'm having it because I've kept my eye on it. I thought, well, because I've waited so long, I'd just wait for it to come on sale. And it yeah. did on a random PSN sale. So, yeah, I've uh, been playing that really, really good. I don't know how far in it I am. I've put quite a few hours in. Well, the, that was one of the things I was trying to figure out because I, I had it as an idea I was going to do it as a code at Momentum last year. Yeah. And... I started to try and figure out what it was in terms of progress, and the only things I could I could read about it basically said, if you've not hit 60 hours, you're not near the end of the game. Oh, okay. So it's a long, it is a long way through, and that it's probably the thing that just detracts a little bit when you look at it and think, I've already got 27, 28 hours in this, and I'm focusing just on the story and not really doing side missions then you realise you've got a long way to go and you sort of think, oh, I'm going to take a break and go for something else. And that's yeah. what I did and I've not, I'm have not. i about halfway through and I've not picked it back up again, which is a shame because it is a great game. Yes, yeah. The, so I've I've unlocked the second settlement. Yep. And not done an awful lot of upgrades to my bike, to be fair. So I'm still on like tier one or, or whatever it's classed as. I've got a feeling I'm not much above tier one anyway. Yeah. It, it, the way it unlocks and gives you things can be quite restrictive, so you you don't like rapidly progress through it. Yeah, but it's 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 good fun. The the combat's really good. The bike handles better than what I thought it would. The the zombies are very responsive. I've not come across my first horde yet. You're not all oh, right. So the first time you will take on a horde and actually survive it is a hell of a feeling because it's yep. very panicky. It's, but it's just it, it's, it, oh. 
at the minute it's bad enough kind of going somewhere and having to throw the firebombs at the nests. Yes. And then they're all just running at you because there's a, a wood yard, I think it is, that you have to go to. Mm-hmm. And there's one building that's got, I think, four nests in it. And you're very careful where you're throwing yep. those firebombs at. <laughs> um, but yeah, th- thoroughly enjoying it. It's re- really good. I'll guess I'll report back more once I've yeah. put some more time into it. But yeah. 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 No, the, 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 I think again probably a long way into the game before i genuinely took on a horde and it was by accident in that i right. come across kind of like some railway carriages that i just thought they you know they were abandoned on a on a bridge yeah. and they weren't and they came at me and i managed to take them all down and i'm saying i came across a horde it wasn't a full horde because there's a i believe a restricted number of genuine hordes in the game because one of right. the trophies is destroying them all Oh, okay. So this didn't tick one of those off, but there were a lot of them. Um, mm. I have been chased by a horde. After that, I've, I've been chased, and I was just literally just running to get on my bike and get away. Yeah, because it, it just knocked <laughs> the ammo or the weaponry to deal with it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, uh, really good game. And if it's still on offer and you're listening to this and you're interested, just get it. Yeah, yeah, I recommend it. It's a it's a really really nice open world zombie stealth game. Yeah. What's next for you, Matt? Right, so if I'm going backwards, uh, the one before Two Point Hospital was Overpass. Which one's that? Overpass has just come out as we're recording this. And it's uh, an off-road, scrambling type game. In an ATV? Is it classed as an ATV? Yes. It calls it a UTV, um, because it's like the ATV with a roll cage. Right. That kind of thing, but there are also ATVs in it. It's okay. not like a motocross type game. It is purely obstacle navigation and getting over things and mud and oh. dirt and sand and water. And it's really nicely thought out in terms of what you have to do because it's based on a real world sport of this off roading um, and obstacle navigation. So you're on created circuits for the game in environments whether that's like a point-to-point sort of thing or whether it's laps Uh, and the physics is pretty solid the presentation's quite nice it's very basic it's a very low budget you can tell that but actually it works and it plays okay the downside is it is ridiculously hard (laughs) okay (laughs) because it it lets you do the tutorial and the tutorial is basically saying you're not going to race through this. You're not going to speed over obstacles. That will cause you to fail and fall off, etc. Then you get into your first event and you you miss the time target by about 10 minutes because oh, wow. you're following the advice in the tutorial, which is take it slow, Yeah. when you can't. You haven't got time to take it slow. So it's, it's a bit jarring. Um, it's very precise at times. It can be quite punishing with the penalties, and you'll get penalised. You go, well, why have I been penalised for that? You know, my vehicle slipped. It wasn't me doing something wrong. Mm. It's a great concept, but I think from a playability point of view, there's some work to do. Right. Uh, the campaign, as it were, the seasons that you play in, have a really nice grid on the screen, and you do one event which opens up several others, so you can sort of work a path through these events. But the events are never short events. Uh, a a okay. lap race, three laps might take you 10, 12 minutes. Right. Which is quite 
for the amount of concentration that you're having to put into this, that's quite intense. Mm. And then you'll get three of those in a row, and there's damage carryover between the races, and it makes it really hard just to enjoy the mechanics of the game and what they've pulled together. So right. I'm only... I'm saying this, I've probably only done about seven or eight events in the tutorial. I've not yet done a hill climb, which it reckons is a bit like a puzzle. It's basically, it says, go from the bottom to the top of this hill in whichever route you want. And I've not had a go at one of those yet, which is something I quite, I'm thinking that's going to be a really nice thing to look at. But if it's got the time limits and things, I can see it being quite frustrating. So Mm. I need to put some more time into it, see what it's like. Uh, But initial impressions are, Love the idea. Not completely sold on the execution yet. Mm, okay, interesting. Fire it straight back at you. What's your next one? Uh, so the next game I've been playing is Sniper Elite 4. Ah, lovely game. <laughs> yeah, so that, again, another one that was on uh, Game Pass. It's been on there a while, but I've only recently kind of been dipping into it a little bit more. Uh, yeah, really enjoying it. I think I'm three or four levels in. Yeah. Something and like then- that. They're not short levels. I, no. I found with that game, you're lucky if you do one in under an hour. Yes, and sometimes you may have to reload and different things if you go wrong, shall we say? And <laughs> if you all go hell too breaks loud loose. too early. <laughs> yes, yeah, um, and and it's it's just nice how the because I've played the other ones, and it's nice how they have progressed and you can mm-hmm. feel that they've progressed and and whatnot in how you hide and and do different things. But yeah, loads of fun. You and uh, Andy have spoken about it quite a bit, and you're massive fans of the the series. Yes, but, yeah, it's it's great. And even my dad, I he, he asked for it for Christmas, and he's already completed it. So, he's, all right, have he's you done it as well? Have you tried doing any co-op with him yet? No. <laughs> Is that a no? No chance, or just mm, maybe? Maybe I might try. Um, I've had to help him out in division a couple of times. So the the co-op, if I remember rightly, you've got one on the ground and one um, like Overwatch. Right, okay. It's like a spotter. Yeah, you're doing different roles. So one of you is sniping and the other one's actually on the ground. Right. And it works pretty well. I think, if I remember right, I think I played that with Roger. Oh, okay. Uh, while he was, he did the review of Sniper Elite 4. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we were looking at it from, from that point of view. He, he, yeah, it worked really well. It was quite nice. So as long as, as long as you sort of happy with your partner doing something totally different from what you're doing and it because it can be quite disjointed one of you could be sniping one of you could be sneaking in over the side of the map mm. it's yeah it's an interesting concept yeah yeah yeah, yeah i'll have to give it a go i'm gonna lead on and i'm gonna jump yep. through a bit of time because um actually it's more appropriate to talk about zombie army 4 dead War. yes yeah plays nicely it does it does and i've played quite a lot of that i've been going back and doing the weekly challenges i've been through the full game done a bit of the horde mode still not managed to get a game with andy yet we've Mm -hmm. been saying it for four weeks and we haven't managed it but it's really what you've been doing in sniper elite 4 just amped up slightly and with i'd say a tweak and focus on the melee stuff and the close range so okay. that it feels more action orientated than forced. And I know the later Sniper Elite games actually got those elements a lot better. Mm. But this is this is the next step on for that, so that you can tackle 
waves of zombies coming at you with a, a machine gun or a shotgun without worrying too much about your capability. Right, okay. It's a really, really well put together game. Is that you don't need to have played the other ones to Good, yeah. to have got into it. Um, it explains itself right from the beginning and it introduces the mechanics very well. There's slightly less of a focus on sniping in it. Okay, um, yeah. it's still there, and the X-ray cams are still there, but it's more about really the the wave-based gameplay of survival horror actually yeah Yeah, but it's also done so tongue-in-cheek that it's like a really bad (laughs) b-movie and it it just works the style's good the humor's excellent uh the story's ludicrous but you get sucked along with it and yeah it's good drop in drop out four player action as well is it a bit like stranger brigade then that kind of humor it is This is done by the guys who were doing the Sniper Elite series. Right. And then Strange Brigade were a separate team. So I think they've they've learnt about the multiplayer with Strange Brigade, but it is actually more Sniper Elite in origin. So which, you know, on the surface you can look at both of them and think, oh yeah, well they're fairly similar because they use the same engine, they've got some similar mechanics, but they've taken that power ability that was in Strange Brigade and put it into Zombie Army so that you've got melee attacks, um, you rack up special abilities with your weapons with kills. So it, it promotes quite a lot of variation in gameplay without forcing you to do very, very specific things. It, it just naturally works. It flows really well. And the weekly challenges so far have been about going back and playing levels again, but you're getting modifiers to those levels. So that it might be infinite ammo on your rifle. It might be you can't kill zombies unless you headshoot them, so they will mm. always resurrect. It's It's got nice switch-ups in what it's doing so that you feel like you're playing differently each time yeah awesome yeah i can strongly recommend that it's been it's been a lot of fun on my own it's been good playing with randoms as well and it's not often you can say that about a game and yeah when i eventually get around to the co-op side of it i'm sure that'll be a lot of fun as well i get plenty of opportunity to shout at andy for not doing something that he should have done (laughs) yeah (laughs) over to you um, I'll I'll keep with the the shooting theme. Um, so I've been playing quite a bit of Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Oh, you damn! Back onto that. Yeah. So uh, season two's out. So there's a few more new weapons, new maps, um, some redone maps. So yeah. you've got Rust on it now. Um, and yeah, just just been dipping in and out of that. Had a couple of games here and there. I'm trying not to play it too much because it it does stress me out quite a lot. But yeah, d- doing doing okay in it. Just mainly just i need to play a bit more of the solo if i'm honest and do some more of the campaign <laughs> but yeah mainly yeah, just uh, no just blitzing the uh the multiplayer at the minute so that's that's yeah good fun dipping into that yeah. when you, i can you're looking forward to the battle royale mode no ah, okay there we go <laughs> i'll Crawl give it a go it. <laughs> um I, i'm just not a battle royale fan the thing that annoys me the most with battle royale games is it sometimes it's like with whichever one it was that's on the Xbox and PC. I can't remember the name of it, but anyway, you have a bit of a fun thing while you're waiting to PUBG? load up. Yes, PUBG. Yeah, you have like yeah. a lobby while you're loading up. Then you go into an aircraft. Then you jump out whenever you're ready and you land. 
And depending on which point you do that, you could just get shot straight away. Yeah. So you've spent 10 minutes maybe loading into a game, just be shot in the head and going, right, okay, I'll go on to the next one then. And they're okay, but they're just not my cup of tea. Fair enough. I'll give it a go. But yeah, knowing some of the pros that play Call of Duty. Yeah. But... <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, it's, it's good fun. They've got like, they've added a few other things. You've got clans and stuff in there now. Uh, not clans, brigades, I think they've called it. So it's like a clan within a clan, if you're with uh, me. Okay. And I think you can have yeah. more people in there and different things. And you get, you can set up, the, if your people are in your brigade, then you can set up a happy hour. And oh. then if everyone's on at that time, well, not everyone, but whoever goes on at that time and they're in that brigade, they get an extra 10%. XP or whatever it is, which is quite nice. Oh, well, that's a nice yeah. idea. Definitely trying to make it more social and more inclusive for larger groups then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. And a yeah. reason to go back. I, that's obviously something that they've picked up on from Fortnite is that that isn't solely about taking part in the Battle Royale, is it? A lot of it is actually that social element and aspect of meeting up with your friends and just messing around. Yeah, and, and I have to say it's one of the best games i've played that's got the cross uh cross play function in it yes they've improved the audio on it so it doesn't sound like you're in a, a cup but <laughs> other than yeah, that which was, was the only complaint at the start i've not had any issues with it at yeah. all yeah no um, it, yeah. It, like you said the audio was the only thing that was a problem everything else worked absolutely yeah. fine yeah well if we're, if we're sticking with online multiplayer and vaguely in a tiny way, Battle Royale, um, Hunt Showdown. Oh, okay. It hit PS4 a couple of weeks back. Uh, I know it's already on Xbox One. was that back end of last year it went on, and then it was PC well before that. Uh, but, yeah, I played quite a bit of that. Yeah. And it's an odd one. I was not really sure what I was getting into. I genuinely didn't know, and I thought, is it a bit Battle Royale with cowboys? Right. But it's not. It's survival horror oh, okay. with cowboys yeah. and Battle Royale, which is quite an odd combo. So you decide whether you want to be a solo player, a team of two or a team of three. Get in a lobby if you're going for the team options, load into a game, and then basically it's investigation it's finding clues to get you to a monster that you have to kill. When it's dead, you banish it, which is basically protect the area whilst it's disappearing. Grab yep. the loot out of it and then get to an exit. So you you don't know how many people are on the map. You don't know how many teams are going for things. And there are also multiple monsters to kill. Right. So, and you can also stumble across these monsters. You don't actually have to find the clues. You can accidentally, f you know, find a lair and then go for it. Oh, okay. So it sounds like a bit like was it Evolve? It, it might have been. I never played that. Yeah. So that was kind of like a monster huntery kind of thing. Yeah. Nobody's playing as the monster. No. And no. it's got this weird, almost spiritual, this dark sight ability, which turns the screen black but highlights where your clues are and if you've got a relevant power up it'll highlight where the other hunters are and it chucks so much at you in the tutorial and the first time you play it's a little bit overwhelming and i found myself deliberately each time just picking teams of three so i could follow two other people and figure out what was going on 
because mm-hmm. it is a it is a shooter. Yeah. Um, but actually, a shooter. And he knows it better than me. <laughs> Sorry, it, but it's not just the human opponents. It's all the monsters that are in the map. So you've got your key monsters you're hunting, but then you've got zombies. You've got variations on that. You've got dogs. You've got all this stuff going on. Weird water creatures. He's really—I don't know—probably not doing it any justice, but it's just a really odd concoction of stuff, right? And because you score pretty nicely, even if you don't successfully defeat the monster and get out, because it's one death and done, right? Then actually, it's reasonably compelling to get back into it and go. All right, I'm going to have another go, even though it takes an age to load. You're like, oh yeah. no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go again, and you probably, I don't know, you probably it depends how good you are, really, or who you're lumbered with, but you probably win one time out of every eight or nine, but you don't feel massively frustrated, and it also yeah. offers up different ways of approaching it as well, because you you can go for the monsters, or you can just go and camp by an exit and hope that somebody comes to that exit when they've done it, and you can ambush them and nick the loot. Or you can follow the clues, and if somebody's got there and killed the monster first, then you can sneak up on them and kill them and take the loot. And there's a fair amount of double-crossing. I think even within the teams, I never had it happen to me. But when you're looting, there are only two things, two tokens you can loot. So if there's three of you, somebody's always getting left out. Oh, okay. So then it opens up like another battle or something. That's it. And I think you can exit without your team as well, if you really felt like it. Ah. So you could even double-cross who you're with to a degree so it's a really you don't know what you're going to get each time you go in it's a murky vile horrible despicable world yeah because it's just grim and the well it's crytek so you know it's going to look look phenomenal mm. and it really brings it to life and uh you're are you an arachnophobe uh, a little bit i'm not too bad bit. with video game Oh, you'll probably be Spiders. okay. Genuine arachnophobes don't. Just don't. <laughs> because one of the one of the regular monsters you're hunting is a spider that's twice your yeah. size. And yeah. it is fast and horrible. Does it, spiders feature a lot in video games. They do. Yeah. <laughs> they do. They're in a lot. I don't mind them. You know when they're massive and stuff? And there's, it's when it's the quite realistic, like in Metro, and you have to shake them off. And it's like, oh, it looks like they're crawling on the screen. Yeah. Get off me. But when yeah. they're massive and that... No, yeah. this one this one is massive uh, and, yeah. and pretty realistic with its movement. It's on the ceilings, the walls, everywhere. And nice. there's spider webs all over the place. Uh, yeah. it, no, it's an interesting proposition. I, I can't genuinely say it's something I would play all the time because whilst it's got the, yeah, I want to get back in there, it's also got a bit of, uh, you hit a point and you go, yeah, I've had enough for tonight. I can't take any more of this. Right. Hunt Showdown, it's good. Sounds a bit Dark Soulsy. It is, and that's actually another point, because you, uh, your character that you play, obviously you level up through XP and everything else, but that character's only got one life. So if you yep. die, you've lost that character. Oh, okay. It feels restrictive to begin with, but actually everybody else is in the same boat. So right. you do end up with quite a level playing field. And it, it isn't like if you've leveled up, it'll take you know, 50 bullets to kill you and it would have taken two. It's still quite even. The only thing that feels really unbalanced is the weaponry. Um, and you find the more experienced players are just running around with shotguns because 
that's just what does the damage. There's mm. no point having a rifle or a pistol or anything because it, you know, it takes two or three shots and the slow loading, the slow reloading. You you spot who's got a lot of experience with it very early on, right? But but yeah, you can still take them down. Uh, it's really odd, odd mix. Satisfying to play, but not good on the nerves at times. Right. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Anything else shootery? Um, yes, but this isn't. I, so here's here's a hot tip for anybody listening. If you want, I think it's going to work on PS4. Definitely works on Xbox One. If you happen to have both platforms, so I decided to install Destiny Two on my Xbox because it's free. Right. And I've heard a lot of things about some of the new content that's coming out, and it's doing better because I, I played a lot of it when it first came out destiny 2 did the raids and and everything i think i played did i play a little bit with you and matt andy even uh no because i haven't got destiny 2 so maybe andy, you probably then. did I with think, andy yeah so andy joined us for a few bits and, and whatnot and it was it was loads of loads of fun but the content dried up quite quick and they've added stuff since and so anyway it, it's, it's apparently it's coming back into its own and stuff so i thought well i'll install it and now they've got the cross save so you can actually play it on stadia Xbox, yes. PS4. It's not cross-play, but you can use the same profile and all your bits. Yeah. So I thought, well, you know what? My mates aren't really playing it on the PS4 at the minute. So if I can play it on both, I'll just put it on my Xbox, see what it looks like. And then the I hit the jackpot, let's put it that way. Right. And my Xbox went mental, pinging every trophy that I've <gasps> unlocked. Wow. So I, in the space of, well, I had to wait a couple of days because I had to go to Zeal, who's a, a limited timed vendor in the game, mm-hmm. and to get some uh, the, the gamer points off him. But I very quickly got a thousand gamer points. <laughs> so thankfully, we're not doing the code at the moment anymore, because <laughs> someone could have quite easily gone, oh, look, look what I've done. <laughs> done all um, and We'd have had another Cornwall for all coming in. But um, <laughs> yeah, so if if you have played it on ps4 or xbox or stadia or whatever and you've done a lot of time into it and you want some easy points trophies then just download it for free go on it and just wait for the mother load to drop and it's great that's a nice tip is that <laughs> yeah there you go so yeah i've, I've played a little bit of that and it's, it's a really nice game it's a really nice shooter game I, I quite like it but yeah so i might get back into that at some point but there you go it's a hot hot tip for you cool cool I've got a whole host of other things that I've been playing, but mm. to be honest, the, the vast majority is wrapped up with one piece of hardware, which oh, yeah. I, I can't remember if we touched on when we talked about hardware uh, episode or so ago, whenever that was, but I got the DualShock 4 back button to yep. really to see what it was like. Does it add a huge amount of extra functionality? Let me fire some questions at you then, Matt. Yeah, do that. So how much was it? 26 quid. That's not too bad. No, I genuinely I thought it was thirty-five. Oh, okay. Uh, so yeah. was prepared for that, and when it was twenty-six, I was like, "Oh, yeah, I'll take that." Yeah. Does it fit all controllers? I presume so, because it's not. There's nothing really changed in the controllers. I know they updated them a little bit, but it fits all Dual Shock Fours, the official ones. Obviously, I've tried them on two different generations. I think because I think I've got the one that was originally came with my PS4, and then the one that I got with my Pro which okay. was the updated one, and yep. Yep, fine on both of those. Awesome. Is, was it easy to fix? I've heard on other videos it's a bit fiddly. So is it easy to fit, and also is it easy to swap it between controllers if you wanted to do that? 
yes, it's easy to swap. And yes, it's easy to fit. Some okay. I, I get the fiddly comment because actually the headphone jack part, which kind of guides it in, is on a swivel. Right. It's naturally sprung against the upper lip of the plastic. So you kind of have to pull it down and get it into position to then slot it in. So that bit is a little bit fiddly. But actually, once you get the knack of doing it, it's kind of a push in and push up. And right. you do it okay. quite quickly. Taking it off is just pulling it off. It's nice and simple. Okay. Yeah. It feels solid and robust, so you're not feeling like you're damaging anything when you're doing it. And when it is on, it feels like a fully integrated part of the controller as well. Okay. Does it make the controller any fiddlier or heavier? I guess it will add a bit of weight to it, but does it It does it feel natural in your yeah, hands? Yeah, it does. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's what, 100 grams it adds? It's oh, okay. a real... I mean, the thing is lightweight, yep. solidly built, and it's a, you know, it's a... What, what screen is it? No LED screen, is it? Yeah, something like that, yeah. Um, it's not touchscreen. That's actually a screen that presses in because it's a button, uh, yep. but it's not. And that button is for swapping between profiles and then allowing you to hot swap and swap the uh, the controls around at will, which is very easy to do. I mean, you're okay. talking five, six seconds mm. to change something to what you want. It's really simple and really okay. intuitive. And you can save three profiles as well. So you just oh, nice. double tap yeah. to swap between them. And the last question before you go into any more detail, what's the best game that <laughs> uses the functionality so far? Which one have you found that the most benefit from having it? The, uh, weirdly, and this is probably weirdly, Wipeout. Oh, okay. For like weapons and stuff? Yes, for um, and actually for the absorb function. So I swapped uh, or programmed it, so it did fire and absorb on the rear pads because I found rolling my thumb across the face buttons, which is what you have to do, uh, under the controls anyway sometimes a little bit off-putting with the acceleration because your, your thumb was either coming off x or you're you're messing around when actually you don't really want to be thinking about it right and you know it's not a major detriment but actually not having to do that i really enjoyed just being able to click uh and i say click they they are just very clearly paddle switches uh, mm-hmm. but yeah just using those it worked really well in grid as gear shifts Yep, oh, gotcha, I was yeah. trying that. Um, yeah, absolutely worked as gear shifts at Zombie Army. Uh, I won't go into detail again, but I was using it for um, sprint and melee, which just saves you having to click the sticks in, which actually is a bit more natural. I think it would be useful in Assassin's Creed as well, but I haven't had a chance to have a go at that yet. Right. And then I had to go with Ace Combat, and I was using it initially as the rudders, and I think I swapped it to throttle. Oh, okay. Yeah. As well, just because I was finding having the throttle on the right stick and flying with the left, just through whatever reasoning, my thumb would move the throttle around all over the place whilst I was trying to fly. So it was actually mm. better to have it on a couple of buttons that didn't really impact that. Right, okay. So, yeah, uh, yeah, you can program any button except the stick movements. That's the only thing you can't do. Okay. And have you found any limitations other than that? Is there anything where you'd go, I would really like to do this? I presume you can't map two buttons to one paddle. So if you're playing a fighting game, you couldn't map like square and triangle no, to one. That's it. Yeah. You can't you couldn't combine it. You'd end up doing something like um you'd remap L one to two buttons and then remap your rear stick to L one 
so that it would do it. So you'd be doing like a combo of in the game and on the back button itself. But no, you can only have one button assignment at a time. So it just replicates whatever that button originally is. Uh, But no, it stores it in memory, whatever your settings are. You can take that off. You can take it around to a friend's, plug it into theirs. It's still the same. Still does the same job. It's a nice piece of kit. Is it essential? No, absolutely not. If you've no inkling to buy one, it's not going to make any difference if you haven't got it. But having it there as an option of additional button placement for certain games and being able to map it to your preference of button, I've found it really useful. The only game that I haven't really used it for, and I'll, it'll be my last game I talk about anyway, but is Dreams. Right. Because yeah. it hasn't really got a function with that. Oh, okay. But that'll become apparent when I get to it. Anyway. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, nice. Ace Combat Grid... Zombie Army, Wipeout. I probably played something else as well. Yeah. You know, it, it does the job. I haven't got it attached at the moment whilst I'm playing Theme Hospital. That's all I can say. Yes. <laughs> just not, yeah, well... It's, I'm just not using the... I'm not using the pad that it's attached to at the moment. I'm using another one. Yeah, uh, and, and I guess maybe when you get to Days Gone, I th- with those kinds of paddles, because I've had the Elite, the original Elite since mm. it was released, and you always find a way to map you go oh do you know what if i just use this this paddle or use this rather than pressing something yeah like sometimes it can be quite good it might be something in two-point hospital where you, you, it might be a menu button or yeah. you know something it would just be like rather than pressing this you can just do that yeah. oh i tell you i tell you what it'd be good in overpass so the, the one of the restrictions with overpasses camera actually is you can't swing it around the vehicle uh, so you can have a dashboard cam or you can, you know, be behind the vehicle, but you can't swing it around to see obstacles and what's in front of it unless you click the right stick in. Right. And then at that point, it's messing with your stability of your, your controls anyway. So actually, no, I could see it having a bit of a use in that, even if it's just to hold it down at the back and then swing the camera around yeah. and still yeah, yeah. and still accelerate at the same time. Yeah, it could be useful. But yeah, it's, you know, a solid piece of kit. It's really cheap. In comparison to going and buying like a scuff controller, because what you're talking 160 if you wanted a bare yeah, bones scuff on what bells and with, whistles you want on it with the paddles on the back. Yeah, I've also heard they they're not that durable. Well, I I ummed and ahed for a very long time. Uh, it must have been six months, and I really thought about getting one. And it was the fact that they only provide a three month warranty that put me off. Well, so yeah, if it's only three months and I've just spent nigh on, because I think the spec'd up one I was looking at was nigh on £200. I, no, I'm not spending that kind of money to have it break in you know, four months' time and not be able to do anything about it. So um, I just bought yeah. a fancy coloured Sony one and yeah, yeah. a back yeah, button, and I'm not far away from what was originally spec'd on that. Yeah, nice. Anyway, yes, so I, I, I've enjoyed it. I'm using it. And if the rumours are true and that actually that's what the PS5 controller is going to be like, um, oh, then at least it's getting okay. uh, getting use. Oh, yeah. that is one thing that's quite cleverly designed. I say it's, it's fully integrated, isn't it? It's solidly in place. It feels like part of the controller. Even when you put it down, there's clearance from the paddles and whatever surface you're putting it on. So they thought about everything. It, it fits perfectly, but it doesn't get in the way when you're putting it down. It does get in the way if people are nudging you. And by people, I mean small children or cats. <laughs> yeah. It can yeah. be triggered very easily. But, you know, if you're just resting it on a surface, you're not going to set anything off. What else have you got for me? 
So I said, I've got one more to talk about, but. Yeah, no. Uh, so, so I guess the last one for me would be I've was or have been in the in the break that we've not been recording and stuff. Played a lot of Sea of Thieves. Been on that. Oh, quite you a went bit. back to it. Yeah. So they've, they they keep adding a lot of content to it. So there's uh, animals and stuff now. You can have pets, <laughs> right? Um, so you can get monkeys and parrots at the minute. Apparently, they're adding cats and things as well. Yeah. And you can actually put the monkey in a cannon and fire it. <laughs> How many times have you done that? I haven't because it's my monkey, but my mates keep just going <laughs> and grabbing it. And you can put little outfits on them and stuff. But they yeah. also have had a few events on where these they've been like these reaper chests that are in sunken ships. You, you swim down to grab it, chuck it on your boat, and then you're marked and you have to take it to a certain place. Okay. And there's just been these different events on where you can unlock different chests. You have to go and get a key or get the chest or both. A bit of a Ghostbusters thing where you need the key master and the gatekeeper oh, or whatever, right. you know, yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you have to kill a captain or kill these certain things to, so they drop a key, but then you also have to get the chest to unlock it. And inside that, there's things you can do. So I've been playing that um, to the point that I'm now Pirate Legend. So there are three main factions in the yeah. game. There are a few others that they've added since, but the three main ones. And I've now hit level 50 with all of them, which was oh, a hell okay. of a grind. Um, and out of all of my friends that play, I'm only the second one to do it because it it, it takes a while. Yeah. Um, but we've been doing school forts and different things. So a school fort, um, I think you'd quite like it to be fair, Matt, but a school fort is you go to a like an island, which is just a fort, like a floating fort, if you like. Yeah. And you go there and take, a, take down wave after wave after wave of, of skellies. And then you get the bosses and then he'll drop the, the key for the right. fort yep. and then you go in and get all the loot out and when it's up there's like a massive cloud skull in the sky and then you chuck everything on your boat as quick as you can leg it to a, an outpost and, and sell it and stuff and it's yeah just just loads of fun yeah, right. it does sound interesting it, yeah it's nice to hear that they've done a lot that has compelled you to go back and fully level up across yeah. the three factions yeah. because I think if I remember rightly, your first impressions weren't great. You enjoyed it, but Yeah, it was just a little bit barren. Yeah. And they, they have added a lot more. They've added even extra islands and different things like that in. And now they have just added a new chest which was released last week, I think it was. So there's different chests in the game. So there's a grog chest which mm-hmm. uh, is full of grog. Yeah. And when you're carrying it, you're drunk. Right, okay. So it adds that extra element as you're trying to sell it, and it's worth more money. Yeah. There's another one that cries. So if it's on your boat, <laughs> it fills up your boat with water, and you have to keep bailing the water out. <laughs> and then the most recent one is one that explodes with fire. Right, okay. And you have to calm it down and chuck water on it so it doesn't explode. But if you're firing cannons or firing guns at it, it's it gets more volatile and will right. blow up. Okay. Um, but they've also added things like you can now break your mast. So if people are firing at you, you can break your mast. They've added their version of Molotov, so you can set boats on fire and different things like that. So they're always adding different things. And they've they've announced yesterday in a stream that they're doing the I can't remember the technical word for it, but you know the cannonballs with a chain on it. Oh I can't remember yes. the name. I keep saying trebuchet, but it's not a trebuchet at all. That's it's, something completely it's not- different. It's not ballista or something like that, is it? Something, that, that, yeah. Oh, that's like a giant, that a giant harpoon. And yeah, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. So they're they're constantly adding stuff, and it's just it's great and and loads of fun. Plus, I've not even touched any of the. They've got like a bit of a battle royale mode or PvP yeah. solely mode and and different things. And there's loads of little quests that you can go and do. And yeah, it's just a nice little game. 
it's it's great. Cool. Yeah. Oh, that's good. What's your last one? Dreams. Oh yeah. Yeah. What have you been playing? Uh, Solid Snake. Have you been playing Metal Gear Solid on Dreams? I did have a go at it. Yeah. <laughs> of course, I did. <laughs> Won't expect anything less. That is one monster of a game. Yeah. It's totally bewildering when you get into the actual creation side of it. It's um, booted up, played the tutorials, marvel at how lovelily they've pulled it together, and then play, if, you, if you've if you got it, you do, or you get it and you're doing it for the first time, it encourages you to play, I think it's called Art's Dream, which is like the media molecule level, as it were. Right, okay. And they, it's maybe about two hours long, and it's like a jazz musician story. Doesn't sound particularly exciting, but it introduces a lot of the things that the game is capable of. The different play styles, art styles, different things it can do. You realise it's all created within the game engine with someone building it with a pad on a PS4, and you're mm-hmm. just going, "This is mental. How how did they do this? I mean, there's musical numbers and all sorts." There's twin stick shooting. There's platforming. It's 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 madness, mm. really. When you're thinking about it, you're just like, okay, I want to get started on something, and I want to go and have a go. And then you start the tutorials on how to create. Pretty rapidly, get lost because <laughs> there are so many and so many different things. It's like Little Big Planet amped up to a hundred. Oh, okay. It's ridiculous. Re- ridiculous the amount of mechanisms and things that are actually in there and the logic it uses and how it works but at the same time really easy to follow when you are doing the tutorials and if you've got a little bit of um little big planet knowledge it goes a long way right i've spent the vast majority of my time creating one very very small level mainly building corridors Mm-hmm. and just working out how to piece things together. Right. Uh, but it suffers, for me at least, and this is very particular to me, it suffers one of the biggest issues, which is I can never figure out what I actually want to create. Yes. And you start yeah. a bit randomly, and you have half an idea, but you can't figure out how to implement it, so you move on to something else, and then you just get bogged down. At that point, the best thing to do is actually come out of your level, go to the dream surfing part of it and just go and play what other people have done yeah and what other people are uh, messing around with because it is brilliant i did play the metal gear solid bit uh, it's bears copped on twitter isn't it i've been following yeah. him and watching that I've, yeah. I've looked at his last of us thing as well um but then i've looked at a lot of other creators and some really stunning ideas so is it a a full retail price game like 40 quid job no i think it's 30 so it's slightly discounted mm. So it's not you're not going to be paying forty five fifty for it. You shouldn't be since you've got to create your own game. Kind yeah, of. in effect. But that's you know that's the game itself. Yeah. They do like a game jam, and they have winners of those. So they showcase things. They're constantly changing what's highlighted to you, and then obviously the game starts to pick up what you like to see, and so recommends other things. And yeah. the beauty I found with it is is the almost lack of loading. So if you find a dream that you want to play, uh, you usually tap on it and show you the creator screen. You tap on it again, and it kind of does like a, I'm going to call it 
almost the Star Wars hyperspace thing, but it's not because it's bubbles and dreamlike and it's something totally different. But that's the kind of effect. It's kind of like sucking you in and then you're in it. There's not a sit around and wait for ages for something to load. You pretty much go, oh, "Oh, yeah, I want to see that. Click, click, in. Yeah. It's really really quite impressive is that part. But it's it's a real mix of stuff. It's um, sculpted artworks, music, short films, all sorts, aside from the games themselves. And they range from platformers, puzzle games, first-person shooters, copies of well-known titles, all sorts to go and have a look at. I would say the only thing I don't particularly like, but again, it's personal preference, is that at the moment there's a, there's a huge amount on the front page of work in progress, test, a proof of concept, and it's like, like f- off. You're just knocking up things in dreams and posting them to get a trophy. (laughs) Just do something proper. Make something nice. If it is not ready, don't release it. Right. Simple as. Put the work into it because when I see, and again, that's why I said it's personal, but when I see a work in progress proof of concept, I think, well, I'm not interested then because you haven't finished it yet or you haven't even put the effort in in the first place. You just want to get something out there before somebody else does. Yeah, um, yeah, and yeah. It, that's yeah. It just doesn't feel feel right to me. But you can collaborate. Multiple people can work on them as oh, well. Okay. So you're not necessarily on your own. So yeah, there's there's loads that it does, and I know full well I I've barely scratched the surface. It's partly why I haven't written a review because I've still got so much more I need to do before I can confidently say, "Yep, yeah, I see what this game offers." Yeah, yeah. So so after trying to build your own stuff and having a bit of a play around does that give you a a better appreciation for what people have managed to create in there oh yes yeah, yeah. it does you, you see the stuff i've been building i've kind of used like a medium molecule attempt it calls it a template it's not like a predefined level it gives you a start point and an exit point and that's it you have to build everything else yourself it gives you the icon set, as it were, and the textures and the objects to use. So you can yeah. build it, but then you go and look at somebody who's built something from scratch, who sculpted it themselves. Bearing in mind, it's with a dual shock or a push, the move controllers, because the game supports those for, yeah. for actually Does it support creating. keyboard and mouse? Because you can plug them in. Uh, it doesn't say it. I don't know if uh, it okay. does. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's there, and it's got a really brilliant use of the motion control alongside all the standard buttons as well. So right. your imp is the thing that guides around and is your pointer, for want of a better word, on the screen. Everything with that is motion control. But when you dive into things or you're creating or you're playing a game, it's back to the sticks. But it uses a really great blend as well, so you can use the motion controls in your games to do certain oh, okay. things. It's genuinely, it's one of those you have to play it to understand what it can do. And I think right. that might be where it slightly fails is that people might never play it. So okay. I fully expect yeah. this to come onto plus in about a year's time. Right. But it's it's unlike anything. It's unlike anything except Little Big Planet, and Little Big Planet oh, was okay. unlike yeah. everything else. Yeah. So it's uh, it, it's one of those. I I definitely want to spend more time with it. It's very easy to lose time. Uh, the three of us will have to get it and try and do a collaborative game just to put out there just for a laugh. <laughs> it would be a good experiment, would that? And uh, it might take us a long time to actually get it out of there. 
But uh, there's nothing to stop you having thoughts about it now. Yeah. yeah. Because that's definitely one thing of learning with it. Whatever you want to do, plan it. Design yes. it. Yeah. Know what you're doing before you start, because otherwise it can just be aimless. Yeah. And and you need to you need to know what tutorials to watch, which ones to follow, which ones are going to be useful, which ones aren't. And the tutorials, a lot of them are really good because they're worked through. You're playing them as the video is playing as well. So you're doing the same stuff. But then oh, okay. also there's just yeah. videos you can watch. And yeah. Yeah. I guess it's like with any game, making a game, you've got to plan it. You can't just go, right, I'm going to do this game today. Yeah. And yeah. Build you've it. got to. And it takes iterations and play tests and everything else. It really does. So yeah. it's, it, you asked the question, does it give you an appreciation for the stuff that people have made in Dreams? Yes. Does it give you a better appreciation for game developing as a whole? I'd say yes. Yeah. Definitely. It's, it is good. I am enjoying it. I only see one person on my friends list with it. So that's just making me think it might not do brilliantly. Yeah, which is a shame. It, it, it's a shame something they could have done is a dream light and you pay X amount, like maybe a five or a tenner, if that or free. So you can play other people's dreams. So this you get that interaction so people can go on and play what people have created. And then you can buy the... I know, right, I want to create my own now. I with me. think that's a good idea. And I wouldn't be surprised if, if you're right, it's like for a tenner, here's the player aspect. Yeah. You can dive in and you won't be able to do anything else. It's like the um, once you've played a dream, you can remix it if you want. Right. So basically you take everything that they've got and change it and release okay. it as something else. So you can take what's good, what's bad, little bits that you like, and reuse and recycle, which is a great idea. Yep. So... Yeah. In effect, if you just had the player, you'd probably only be losing that part of it. But you yeah, would if- have thousands of things to go at. Nice. Yeah. So dreams, it's definitely, definitely bonkers. There we go. We just jabbered on for an hour yep, about everything we've been playing. And we didn't really state that up front. So sorry if you've listened to the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> We hope you have listened to the whole thing. Obviously, we don't want people switching off, but you may have got, if you got bored around the Ace Combat point. No. Fair enough. Ali, how can people get in touch with you? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at corn underscore wolf. And I'm usually at Codic Moments on Twitter. If you head to the website, codicmoments.com, you can read reviews and at Scott's Corner and other bits and pieces that are on there. And if you want to join us on Discord, I can't remember the address off the top of my head because it's lots of letters and numbers, um, but it's in our Twitter bio. And join us on there to chat games, join in Momentum if we're doing anything, or just visit the Wish You Were Here section, which is all about your lovely gaming pictures. But that's it for now. Uh, We will be back at some point, maybe with a live broadcast when Andy's built his home studio slash office, or maybe not. We'll see. But for now, cheers and bye. In a bizzle.